Hear that? That's the sound of a patient whose health data is protected from a cyber attack. And that, that's the sound of a financial system that's digitally secured from bad actors. Right now, there's an invisible war being fought on a digital battlefield that impacts what we do every day. That's why at Paraton, we do the can't be done to help protect the vital systems we rely on. Because if we don't, the alternative is unimaginable. Paraton. Hello and welcome back to the Space News Podcast. My name is Will. I want to say straight up, right up front here, thank you so much for all the support throughout the time that I've been doing this podcast. Bring it to you every single day at around 8 o'clock every night. I upload the newest episode so you can get it on your ride to work the next morning or listen to it as a, uh, you know, maybe listen to it before you go to bed or listen to it when you have some downtime. You can get our podcast at any single podcast platform that you want. Um, Apple iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, everything you want. Podbean, that's the newest one. We're hosting with those guys now. Great stuff. So check us out anywhere that you find your podcasts. So there's an exoplanet mission coming up. It is the Characterizing Exoplanet Satellite, also known as the CHEOPS, C-H-E-O-P-S, and it is slated to target the 15th of October to the 14th of November 2019 for a launch date. It'll lift off on a Soyuz rocket operated by Arian Space from Europe's spaceport, and uh, it's sharing a ride into space with a satellite that is part of the Italian Cosmo SkyMed constellation. The two satellites will separate and turn into their own orbits soon after the ascent, with Chiaps operating in a low Earth orbit at an altitude of 700 kilometers. Now, this satellite, it'll observe individual bright stars that are known to host exoplanets, in particular, those in the Earth to Neptune size range. And by targeting these known planets, Chiaps will know exactly when and where to point to catch the exoplanet as it transits across the disk of its host star. Its ability to observe multiple transits of each planet will enable scientists to achieve the high-precision transit signatures that are needed to measure the size of these small planets. And the combination of the accurate and precise uh, sizes determined by CHEOPS with uh, masses determined from other measurements will be used to establish the bulk density of the planets, placing constraints on their composition these, together with information on the host stars in the planet orbits, will provide key insight into the formation and evolutionary history of planets in the super-Earth to Neptune size range. So this thing is going to be out there in low Earth orbit, 700 kilometers above Earth, and it's going to be looking for these exoplanets, and it's going to be doing some more science for them. And it's uh, it just completed its environmental test campaign as at ESA's technical center in the Netherlands and is currently at Airbus Defense in Space Spain to perform final tests ahead of being declared fit for launch in early of 2019. So soon, 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 this thing will be out there observing exoplanets in low Earth orbit. And we'll have more science and more discoveries made by this thing. By this amazing satellite that uh, ESA is sending out there. From exoplanets and satellites to the International Space Station, SpaceX is targeting at a December 4th launch for its Dragon spacecraft on a Falcon 9 rocket. 
from Space Launch Complex 40 at Cape Canaveral Air Force Station, CCAFS in Florida. And aboard this SpaceX craft, there will be some science going on. Um, there is going to be uh, a robotic refueling mission three, and it's going to demonstrate storage and transfer of liquid method in space for the first time. And there's also there's uh, the molecular muscle investigation. Uh, Timothy Outhridge is going to be uh, speaking at a NASA press conference about this. And he'll be discussing research to examine the molecular causes of muscle abnormalities during spaceflight in order to establish effective countermeasures. And this could help long-term spaceflight, uh, human spaceflight towards Mars and beyond. Now, there's also um, there's an investigation to test high-quality laser ranging observations of the Earth's force and topography required to advance the understanding of important carbon and water cycling processes, biodiversity, and habitat. All this stuff is going up to the ISS. Um, there's also a rate of corrosion on carbon steel materials caused by films made up of microorganisms on Earth and in space going up. And one more thing. Um, there's an investigation uh, which aims to help understand how an antioxidant protein helps protect the human body from oxidizing radiation and oxidants created as a byproduct of metabolism. There is a NASA teleconference um, November 28th to discuss these uh, scientific experiments, investigations that are going to be launching, and we will be there. We'll be listening and we'll be reporting. I will be reporting personally about what they come up with and, uh, you know, other sort of information about these studies. And lurking outside of Neptune, there's a group of asteroids that are a conundrum. Uh, Dr. David Jewett, planetary scientist at the University of California, Los Angeles, found uh, these asteroids. And there's some weird stuff going on with them. Some weird colors. Vast numbers of smaller bodies, such as comets and asteroids, have come up with um, some weird, unexplained patterns in the colors. So this is uh, this is a weird thing, and it shows that scientists still have a lot to learn about the solar system's origin and early evolution. Uh, these objects are conventionally thought to derive from another group of asteroids known as the Kuiper Belt, which forms a ring well beyond Neptune, but Jewett showed the asteroids near the planet have distinctively different colors than their parents in the belt. Stranger yet, as the Neptunian asteroids are so far from the sun that their surfaces should have stayed almost pristine since birth, scarcely altered by our nearest star's warming rays, and uh, but they appear remarkably similar to a group of sun-baked asteroids near Jupiter. And these observations... Uh, asteroids that look nothing like their other parents in the sedate solar area, um, they should be toasted by the sun. And they, it calls into question the scientists' best theories for the origin and evolution of our solar system. These asteroids, they range in sizes from the uh, small pebble, something you find in your driveway or on the side of the street, 
to large metropolitan areas and the relics of the solar system's uh, formation just over four and a half million or billion, excuse me, uh, years ago. And they represent material that was not swept up into planets and they're scattered throughout the solar neighborhood. So millions of orbit, millions of them orbit the sun uh, between Mars and Jupiter in the asteroid belt. But others known as Trojan asteroids occupy the same orbits as Neptune and Jupiter um, in twin clumps, either 60 degrees ahead or uh, behind their host planets. Um, astronomers have long debated the origin of these so-called Jovian and Neptunian Trojans. And are they holdouts from the disk of gas dust that formed the planets? Or are they, you know, newer asteroids that have happened uh, somewhat recently in our galactic past? Um, or are they even, uh, do they form further afield in the distant Kuiper belt, only to later fall in toward the sun? Uh, to be gravitationally captured by Jupiter or Neptune. Um, so this is a new mystery that's just, it's just finding, you know, some brand new asteroids out there with some really weird, weird coloring and uh, materials that don't usually show up out there. Um, and I will make sure to let you guys know what's going on with this in the future. See what kind of, um, what kind of new studies come out from this but alex parker a planetary astronomer at the southwest research institute who took part in the work said these findings are very intriguing and uh there's um the story must be even more complex than the one presented by Jewett. and so there's other studies out there and they're they're challenging the ideas that we think everything is kind of the same thing you know so I will keep you abreast of everything that happens with these weird, weird asteroids out in the middle of nowhere, someplace that we will never be able to uh, probably travel to in our lifetimes. Maybe we will. I don't know. The rate that SpaceX is going and Blue Origin is going and NASA is going and, you know, all these other little companies, it's possible someday we'll be out there mining these things. And I'm going to do an episode where I talk directly about asteroid mining and what the future is of it. And that's going to be coming up soon. So make sure to subscribe to this pod wherever you get your podcasts, because that one's going to be a doozy. I'll tell you that that one's going to be hopefully the longest and most intricate of the episodes uh, so far. Right now, we're at about, you know, every episode is between like 10 and 13 minutes. And, um, I want to, I'm trying to make them around 30 minutes. So it's a good, uh, podcast to listen to during the drive time and, you know, the time that you have the, your downtime. So, uh, that's what I'm going to be working on in the next couple days. So one of the casualties of the 2018, uh, midterm elections may be hindering NASA's plans to explore Europa, which is a moon of Jupiter thought to have a warm water ocean beneath an icy surface and perhaps could be harboring some alien life. Uh, Representative John Culbertson, a Republican from Texas, um, an appropriations subcommittee chairman who championed efforts to explore Europa, was defeated at the polls by Lizzie Fletcher, a corporate lawyer. And it was even the subject of a Culbertson attack and on Lizzie. 
so the first part of the mission, the Europa Clipper, is probably safe. Uh, the Europa Clipper is on the NASA manifest and has the support of the scientific community in efforts by Fletcher or others to cancel the probe that will de- or conduct multiple flybys of the ice-shrouded moon of Jupiter would likely meet with stiff resistance and accusations of a war on science. Now, the second part of the mission, uh, the Europa Lander, it may be on the chopping block. And the attempt to land on the moon of Jupiter has not been fully formed, and without Culbertson and Congress to support it, it may fall by the wayside. Um, so the Europa Clipper, Europa Lander missions are a NASA flagship mission that is due to cost several billion dollars. When it's all said and done, and partly the Europa mission is so expensive because the probes have to be hardened against the intense zone of radiation that surrounds Jupiter's moons. So the cost could go up uh, because there's a mandate to launch the Europa Clipper and Europa Lander on NASA's heavy lift space launch system, the SLS. And that has enough power to send payloads to Jupiter directly without time-consuming gravity assist maneuvers. And however, the heavy lift rocket will be very, very expensive to launch in excess of billions of dollars on liftoff. So this is going to cost a lot of money. This mission is going to cost billions of dollars just to get off of Earth. Um, so that's a that's a measure that you know uh, us as taxpayers and NASA has to look into things like the, um, you know, the BFR from um, from SpaceX and Blue Origins rockets. Uh, that could be more um, more, uh, you know, cost effective in the future. So that's a thing that could possibly, you know, it could possibly be a mandate, it could be a new thing that they put into legislation for these things. So they could save a little bit of money doing that and hopefully we still get to do both missions in the future. So there's also another thing going on, man. The Breakthrough Prize Foundation is planning a private expedition to Enceladus around Saturn. And there's not many details yet. And it seems to be uh, using a solar sail to get out there. They'll take a small probe on a flyby mission, which is very inexpensive, considering that the, um, another mission would be billions of dollars to launch on a giant rocket. It's a it's a tad bit risky, um, but it's going to have some good science attached to it. As far as we know, um, it's un, it's entered an unfunded Space Act agreement to provide technical support and planning for this mission with NASA. So this is a private thing that they're working with NASA. They're going to send something out to Encegelus. Um, wait, did I say Encegelus? <laughs> Enceladus. <laughs> Uh, I don't even know if that other one was a word, an actual word. So um, they're going to be sending this private spacecraft out there and hopefully getting some science out of it and not spend billions of dollars. So that's a good thing uh, for space exploration and private space exploration going forward in the future. Now, like what I said before, SpaceX's Falcon Heavy and Blue Origins New Glenn could be an alternative to the SLS. Uh, they might have to push back a little bit to get the prices down uh, so they can launch both of those missions, um, you know, in the future um, and not use the SLS. So for Europa Clipper and Europa Lander, hopefully we can figure out the cost of this stuff because the science is invaluable. Um, and now that we don't have a champion uh, pushing for it and the higher ups, you know, in, um, in the uh, government, then there's possibility we just need to need to cut some costs out of it. 
So that's it, guys. That's it for the news today, for the space news. My name is Will. Uh, you can check it out at spacenewspodcast.com and listen to every single episode that we ever did. I ever did. I'm doing this alone. I'm doing this on my own. So I love to do this stuff. If you want to support us, make sure to do a rating. Make sure to leave a comment. Make sure to tell your friends, tell your family, tell your co-workers, tell everyone that likes anything to do with space and you think would enjoy this pod uh, to come check it out. I appreciate you guys. Thank you so much. And I will see you tomorrow in this beautiful universe. Hear that? That's the sound of a patient whose health data is protected from a cyber attack. And that... That's the sound of a financial system that's digitally secured from bad actors. Right now, there's an invisible war being fought on a digital battlefield that impacts what we do every day. That's why at Paraton, we do the can't be done to help protect the vital systems we rely on. Because if we don't, the alternative is unimaginable. Paraton. Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel anytime. You know what's wrong with health and fitness? You weaponize it against yourself. Why didn't you go to the gym today? You're so lazy. Ah, why did you eat that? You have no self-control. Stop it. At Beachbody, we think training and caring for your body in a way that works best for you should be about loving yourself. Let us help you without all the judgment. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great.